it's not what happens, but how you respond. And that is the quote of the day. Welcome back to the Quota of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. Got another brand new speaker for you today. We've got Hal Elrod on the show. I love me some Hal Elrod. I interviewed him maybe two or three years ago on Underground Wellness Radio, and the guy has such a story. He is the author of The Miracle Morning, which is a hugely popular book that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Will make a huge change in your life. And, you know, attitude is everything. And when you hear Hal's story, not only what happened in the past, but what's going on with him right now, you're going to learn all about attitude. This right here is a very strong man. This right here is somebody who can be just, just such an amazing example for how we can live our lives. Here's Hal. Let me define a rock bottom and then I'm going to ask you if you've ever had one before. The way that I define a rock bottom is any of those moments in our lives when we, we, we experience a level of adversity that we've never experienced before. Could be losing a loved one. Could be losing a relationship. Could be a friendship or a romantic relationship. Right? Could be a physical ailment. I was diagnosed with cancer four months ago. So that right now is the greatest teaching experience that I've ever had in my life. And I'm very grateful that I have cancer. I'm maybe even a little more grateful that uh, I'm planning on beating the cancer. And right, so. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In fact, I'm going to talk about two rock bottoms today, and I've already been going, okay, so the third one, how long can my presentation be? And I hope that it doesn't ever get any longer than that, right? There's no fourth one. But anyway, so the way I define a rock bottom, right, is when you experience a level of adversity that it, it tests you, challenges you, you, go, you look in the mirror and you go, I don't know if I can do this, right? Raise your hand if you've been there before. Here's the, the thing is, more rock bottoms are on the way for all of us, right? Meaning that we'll always experience new challenges or adversities in our business, and our life, etc. And it's not what happens to you, but it's how you what? Respond to what happens to you. So when I was 19 years old, sorry, 20 years old, a year and a half after I started selling Cutco, I gave a speech at a conference. And what made that night very special, and well, I will never forget it for two reasons, but the first is I got my first standing ovation ever. And I'd probably given about... 20 speeches at that time in, my, in the company in Cutco, and I got a standing ovation from my peers, and I was like not expecting it, totally caught off guard, and it was, it was just this huge honor, and I was, I was on cloud nine, right? I was cloud nine. So I leave the meeting, just I float out of the meeting, and at, at 20 years old, I had just bought my dream car, which, well, the dream car that was in the budget, like the Ferrari, I didn't buy a Ferrari. I bought a Ford Mustang, right, which is, you know, right? Steps along, steps along the way. So uh, I get into my brand new 1999 Ford Mustang, three weeks off the lot. So you get in and what do you do? You just take in that new car smell, right? I start the car and I want to call my mom and dad to tell them how great the night went. I got a standing ovation. But I look at the dash and the clock, the digital clock. If you ever had a Ford at that time, it was a teal clock, glowing dash said, 
11.37 p.m. And I thought, ooh, they might be in bed. I don't want to wake them. Right? Hindsight's what? 2020. And so I get onto the freeway. I turn up the music. And I'm just, again, I'm still, I'm, I'm just reeling off the night's event, right? I'm just feeling so grateful, so excited. And I'm driving down the freeway, cruise control set. And that's the last thing I remember from that night. And everything I share with you now, I only know from hospital reports, eyewitnesses, police reports, that sort of thing. But around 11.39, I think, is somewhere in that range, just a few minutes later, as I'm doing 70 miles an hour, cruise control set down the freeway, a man in a full-size Chevy truck leaves the bar after having two beers. How many beers? Two beers. And right, you call that buzz driving, I guess, right? He was on the freeway, full-size Chevy truck coming straight at me. He got on the wrong side of the road, going the wrong direction. And at around that time, I don't remember this, but our two cars collided head-on around 150-mile-an-hour impact between the two of us. My car spun off the drunk driver, and the car behind me crashed into my door at 70 miles an hour. And that's why when you look at the picture, it looks like it's, it's, it's half a car. Well, it's not missing half the car, it's that that car was crushed in half with me inside it. And instantaneously, I broke 11 bones on the side. My femur broke in half, my arm broke in half, shattered my elbow, severed the nerve, my eye socket was, was crushed. This is all made of titanium, got titanium throughout my whole body. Uh, my ear was almost completely severed, sorry to get graphic. Um, I have scars on my head that I haven't seen. <laughs> I had never seen them before because my hair grew back. <laughs> So I, I, once I was like, oh, wow, cool. I've got all these scars I didn't even know about. <laughs> Isn't it neat when you discover something new about yourself, right? <laughs> and to keep a very long story short, I was rushed to the hospital. I, I, I died on the scene of the accident for six minutes. So my heart stopped beating for six minutes. The paramedics revived me, rushed me to the hospital. And in the hospital, I underwent emergency surgery, where they repaired my broken bones. I was in a coma for six days. Uh, when I came out of the coma, my doctors shared with me that I would probably never walk again, and I had permanent brain damage. And the brain damage was, at that time, it was, I had no short-term memory. You could literally come visit me for three hours in the hospital, go grab lunch and come back. And what's your name? What is it? Nicole, and so Nicole would say, we grew up together, we're best friends, right? We just hung out for three hours in the hospital, and you go get lunch, come back. And I'd be like, Nicole, did you hear I was in a car accident? Like, I had no short-term memory, right? And which some would say it's a good thing, because I, you know, I don't think, I don't think the, the emotional pain maybe could seep as deep as it would have otherwise. But no short-term memory, and then they said I would never walk again. Now, that's hard to hear, right? I don't care what age you are. It doesn't matter what age you are, that's very hard to hear. And at 20, it was very hard to hear. I'm thinking... I got a lot of goals I was working towards that need walking. <laughs> like that's, that's part of the achieving those goals. And essentially, I was faced with the choice that we're all faced with when we experience any adversity, right? Doesn't matter if it's a customer that doesn't buy from us, you know, a, a canceled order. Those are all tough to take. But anytime we experience adversity, again, it's not how what happens, but how you what? How you respond. So in that moment, in the hospital bed, being told I may never walk again, I had the responsibility and the opportunity to choose my response. 
And I thought about it for a couple of days, and I, you know, my, my brain was just, my mind was racing, and I'm thinking, what's life going to be like if I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life? I, you know, that just is so far out of my paradigm. And I processed it, and I finally decided I can't change it. And I had learned something in my Cutco training called the five-minute rule. How many minutes? Five-minute rule. And it said, it's okay to be, my, my manager, my mentor, Jesse, he said, Hal, it's okay to be negative when things go wrong, but not for more than five minutes. And he would teach us to literally set our timer on our phone for five minutes when something happened that caused us emotional pain. Can't, and in that time, it was, it was, the context was Cutco, right? It was selling. You know, so it was, it was the canceled orders. It was setting a big goal for the week or the month or the, you know, the year and not hitting it, right? And how that can be so emotionally devastating. And of course, when we're in a negative emotional state, we're not at peak physical, mental, or emotional or spiritual place. So therefore, we don't make the best decisions. We don't take the best actions. But when you can learn to manage your emotional state, you now have control over how you think, how you feel, and what you do. And so Jesse taught us this five-minute rule. So literally, I'd have a canceled order, and I'd go, oh, and I'd set the timer for five minutes, and I'd have five minutes, and I would bitch, moan, complain, cry, punch things, right? And, and that, gi- that gave, gives you the space to feel it, experience the emotions, but not dwell on it. I mean, think about it. There are people that are suffering to this day. They're creating self-suffering, right? Many of us are doing it in different ways, but over things that happened last year, or a decade ago, or in our childhood. And the thought of it causes us pain because we haven't accepted it. And so that five-minute rule is five minutes to be able to accept it. And here's what would happen. By the way, for some of you that are thinking five minutes isn't very long. <laughs> like, could I get like a five-day rule? Like set a timer for five days on my phone and you give me five days to be upset? So here's what would happen. I'd set the timer for five minutes and we would... I'd be upset for five minutes and the timer would go off and I would go, I'm still pissed off. (laughs) I'm still upset. But here's what would happen. Our manager taught us to say three powerful words. Can't change it. He said, when the five-minute timer goes off, you say, can't change it. You take a deep breath and you acknowledge, if I can't change it, then putting negative emotional energy toward it, wishing it were different when it can't be, he said, there's, there's no point. So you got to condition yourself to go, okay, I can't change it. What do I want to focus on that moves me forward? Can't go back in time, right? Unless you're Marty McFly with a DeLorean, right? You can't go backwards, so you can only go forwards. So he taught us that, and I decided to apply it in a different setting, which was this car accident. I thought, well, wait a minute. I can't change that I was in a car accident, but what if I just choose to accept it and be at peace with it What if I choose to not think about how life could have been different or should have been different or how this drunk driver is, what a jerk for drinking and driving and doing and ruining my life, right? That was my choice. I thought, I'm at peace. Well, here's what happened. The doctors called my parents in about a week later. This is about two weeks after the car accident. And they said, they sat my parents down and they said, Mr. and Mrs. Elrod, we are uh, a little concerned with Hal. I want to give you an update. Physically, he's doing great. Physically, he is, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's progressing. Um, you know, we're, we're through the worst. Essentially, because at that point, it was like, just keep me alive, right? That was all, you know, I was really, I, I flatlined twice when I was in that coma, so they were trying to keep me alive. And he said, physically, he's doing great, but 
we're concerned mentally and emotion, with his mental and emotional state, we believe that he is in denial. Um, we, we, we think that he's, a, he's delu- in a state of delusion. Every time we, the reason that we think that, that's our prognosis, is every time we spend time with Hal, we being the doctors, the nurses, the therapists, he's always smiling and laughing and joking and making us laugh. And they said, frankly, that's not normal. They said, that's not normal for some, a 20-year-old who's being told he's never going to walk again. He's got all these broken bones. He's going to be scarred for life. I mean, that's not normal. And they said, so we'd like you to talk to him and find out how he is really feeling. Get to the bottom of it. Because the emotional healing can't begin until he accepts what happened to him or, or until he faces the pain, right? Goes through it. So my dad comes in and I'm laying in my hospital bed. I think I was watching Oprah. Like I was big into Oprah. I was, she was my inspiration in the hospital, you know? And so he comes in and, and you know, keep in mind, it was just two weeks after that picture you saw on the screen of me hooked up to tubes, right? So like my head is shaved, my ears bandaged, my eyes bandaged, uh, my, my left arm, by the way, I'd severed a nerve to where I, I didn't have any use of my hand for like six months. So I would just, I would, you know, I could only use one hand. This one just would lay here limp. So I wasn't in great condition. You know, I'm laying in the hospital bed and he comes in and he sits down next to the hospital bed and he says, Hal, do you mind if I talk to you for a second? And I look over and he looks, you know, he's real serious. His eyes are watering and his face is red. He, it looks like he's been crying and I'm, I'm thinking he's got some really bad news. And I go, yeah, dad, what's, what's going on? And he said, hey, it was the doctor's little concern. He explained the whole thing to me. And he said, how are you really feeling, Hal? It's okay to be sad, scared, depressed, angry. Like those are normal emotions. I, I, I'm feeling that for you. How are you feeling? It's okay to admit that. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it and move on. I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, I thought you knew me better than that. I said, I live by the five-minute rule. And it's been almost two weeks. <laughs> I said, my five minutes are up. And I said, honestly, Dad, I've, I've been processing this a lot. And I said, I've decided that there's, there's two options. There's two possibilities. And this is true for all of us, right? There's what we want, the ideal result, and then there's anything other than that, right? Which, you know, could be the worst case scenario or somewhere in between, right? I said, Dad, if the doctors are right, the doctors might be right that I will never walk again. That's possibility number one. I said, I've already accepted that with the five-minute rule and the can't change it, those three words. I said, and I've decided that if I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I've already seen it, I'll be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair. I'll be the most grateful person you've ever seen in a wheelchair. Because I'm in a wheelchair either way. I, it seems like being miserable in a wheelchair isn't as good of a life as being grateful in a wheelchair. Right? Either way, I'm in a wheelchair. And so, what's your wheelchair, by the way? What's your wheelchair? What's, that, what's the adversity in your life? And maybe it's, maybe it's not happening now. Maybe it happened in the past, right? But that you're still... It causes you pain, it causes you pain, right? Maybe it's happening right now. Maybe you're facing your, one of your rock bottoms right now, right? Maybe you're facing it now. But what's the wheelchair where you can choose to be the most grateful you've ever been going through the most difficult circumstance in your life? And talk about deja vu 17 years later. This is every day for me now, right? So I said, Dad, the second possibility is I will walk again. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's will. If I, I don't know if I will, I don't know if that's really even possible, 
all I know is it is a possibility. And I said, and here's the thing, Dad, that's the one I want. So I've accepted what, I've accepted what I don't want, accepted the worst case scenario. I've, I've not only accepted what already happened to me, I've accepted life before it happens. You follow that, right? So like I've accepted the, that adversity I faced, but then I've accepted my worst case scenario for the rest of my life. I've already accepted it, so it has no, there's no pain. It can't cause me pain because pain is caused by resistance. It's our wishing and wanting that something were different. It's our wishing and wanting that person didn't drop out of our organization or cancel their order, right? It's that that causes the pain. Once we accept it, we find peace. So I said, Dad, I'm at peace with what happened. I'm at peace with what might happen. I said, but I don't focus my energy on that. I put enough energy to accept it and think through it and be at peace with it, five-minute rule, yada, yada, yada. I said, all my energy goes into walking again. I visualize it every day. I think about it, I pray about it, I talk about it. Right? That's, that's my focus, is my vision for what I want while I accept what I don't want. And I don't have a graph to show you how my bones healed in coordination with my positive thinking, right? <laughs> I just have this picture to show you. And that was three weeks after the crash, the doctors came in and they said, Hal, we have your routine x-rays from yesterday and we don't know how to explain this, but your body is healing so fast that we're gonna let you take your first step today in therapy. Thank you. I, I think that was my reaction, yeah. Thank you, doctor, that's awesome. Right, but they couldn't explain it and it shows the power of the mind. You know, I heard, um, I was with a friend the other day and we were talking about my situation and uh, when I should step away from chemo or if I should step away from chemo, it was yesterday. And um, kind of like, what, what's the, it's just hard to know, right? It's such a, you, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what, what, what the, the best decision isn't clear. And so uh, she told me a story about how Tony Robbins uh, and his son, Jarek, uh, Jarek went on a trip to, I can't think of what country it was, but he got very sick overseas. And obviously, you know, sick where he had to go to the hospital. And he said, Dad, they wanted to give me one of two options. They're trying to give me this drug or this drug. Which one should I choose? And Tony said, Jarek, I'm not sure. That's not my expertise. He said, but I'll tell you what is. Whichever one you choose, have 100% certainty, 100% certainty that it will work and it will. And Jarek said, okay. And he chose one. He maintained 100% certainty in every fiber of his being that it would work. And of course, it worked. And so for me, I think that was it. I, just, it's the, I call that unwavering faith. Right? So whatever, whatever resonates with you. If you're left brain, 100% certainty. <laughs> if you're right brain, unwavering faith. <laughs> Law of attraction, vision boards, all of it, right? <laughs> You know, but so that was it. And, and, and you see that quote or the, the, uh, up on the screen, those words, that is the foundation of emotional invincibility is acceptance. And the way that I access acceptance, the way that I access it is through the five minute rule so I can feel it, followed by three very powerful words, which are can't change it. In fact, I used to have a wristband that I used to wear when I would speak, I, I, well, I wore it years before I spoke as my own personal thing because I would forget the can't change it philosophy I needed a reminder. Anybody need a reminder like you learn something and then you forget it and then you don't live it and then you hear it like 10 years later and you're like, oh, I've, <laughs> my life has been not as great as it could have been the last 10 years because I totally forgot that. And if I would have 
remembered it, I wouldn't have, right? everything would have been different. So I made a wristband that said, can't change it. Because here's the deal. It doesn't just apply to these horrific adversities. Any, in fact, here's a game changer. Raise your hand if you ever drive in traffic. <laughs> okay, so most of us don't like traffic. I used to not like traffic, right? Growing up, my dad was, he, get, he was a real, you know, got real intense in traffic and kind of upset, right? And so I was kind of the same way. And I would, you know, oh, why are you you're cutting me off? And the worst is, right, you, you, you know, you, you wake up a little late or you're getting ready and it take, you, know, you leave the house late, you lose track of time, and then you go out and then you hit bumper to bumper traffic. Anybody ever done that before? Right? And what's the emotion? You're like, oh, no. You know, the funny part is we always like blame the traffic. No, not today. Like if it's the traffic's fault that you didn't leave on time to be at your day. Not today of all days. These cars assembled in front of me to ruin my morning. So, so I used to not like traffic and then I started applying the can't, not even the five minute rule, that you don't need five minutes. It's instant, can't change it, right? So I'd be like, oh, son of a, no. And then I'd see my wristband. I'd go, oh yeah, I can't change it. And then I'd go, huh. I'm gonna accept that there's traffic because there's no point, kind of like the wheelchair. Like, I'm in traffic for 30 minutes either way. I can either be frustrated or I can be blissed out, right? Stressed out or blissed out. That's your choice. Write that down, right? In every day, in life, you can be stressed out or you can be blissed out. Alrighty, friends, that was Hal Elrod. His website is halelrod.com. Pick up his book, The Miracle Morning, The Not-So-Obvious Secret Guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. And if you want to check out today's entire talk, go to the YouTube and punch in Hal Elrod's first keynote speech after being diagnosed with cancer, The Miracle Morning. That's on the Hal Elrod YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, today and in the future, just think about that. You know, the five-minute rule. I'm going to be mad about this for five minutes and I got to let it go. And also, remind yourself, and I have to do this all the time, especially when I'm driving. If you're texting and driving, mm. Don't get me started. But you can't change it. I got to remind myself, you can't change it. All you can do is just keep moving forward. You cannot allow circumstances to control your life nor your attitude. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow. If you have a chance, please leave a rating and or review for the show on iTunes. I really appreciate it. And uh, that's it for me. Peace.